1: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio
2: with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Bond gets the edge. Deuce spawn in the clear. they he make a bad miss? And it's easy.
3: Touchdown, Kansas State. And the Cats getting closer to the conference championship. 44-yard cash in on the takeaway.
1: Try to put LSU on the board first. High snap. They got it down and it's blocked. Georgia stuffs it. And now here comes the run back. If this stands, it's going to be about a 95-yard touchdown. It will stand. Edwards breaks it back, makes a cut. comes the other way, 14 seconds left to go. Probably too little, a little too late. Kaluma shoots a three, missed it. And that's gonna wrap it up, my friends. 13 seconds left to go. Huskers are gonna win for the first time in Omaha since Jake Muehlheisen did in 2004 in an NIT game against the Blue Jays. And for the first time in the regular season winning in Omaha for the first time since 1995. Greasel brings it across the timeline. Take that monkey off our backs. The Huskers at the horn winning this puppy. Ten points. 63 to 53 over Creighton. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Back.
0: Good morning, Monday morning on Coffee and Cream, here on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. DB, welcome back. Drew Down. Shayner, Good to be back. What Good up, morning. Sh-
4: What's up, Shano? And I mean that genuinely. Good morning. Hey, I don't know about the whole Shayner thing. I'm going to let it ride because that's your guys' little baby, but Shayner's kind of weird, but I'll let you ride. You don't like the Shaner? It's okay.
0: I feel I'm... like I heard somebody else say that, so no, I just started uh,
4: like, going with it. Patty Moe. Pat Pat's uh, a Shainer guy. See, I guy. do
0: spend a lot of time with Pat.
4: Pat, that's unfortunate. Yes, do. That's unfortunate. I,
0: I think it's more fortunate than unfortunate. Pat Patty is Pat, a
4: he is a Shainer guy.
0: Pat is an entertaining cat. He
4: could have a good time at a funeral.
1: Why the fuck is Shane walking in there? He could have a good time at a funeral. Yeah, he's, he's
4: different.
0: He's he, different. They'd be they'd be walking down with the casket and Pat would be smiling. Telling jokes
4: or something, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, why'd they, why'd they go with mahogany brown?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's kind of funny, but a little morbid, but hey, it's kind of what we do.
0: Now, Pat would be, like, ho- hoping for the body to fall through it, like one of those fail videos. Coffee in the morning. Weird start to this morning, but also a jam-packed weekend to get to, to reanalyze. We're it, packed. <laughs> it all starts with Nebraska taking down Creighton on their home floor yesterday, Nebraska did an excellent job of limiting scoring in the paint for Creighton in that one. They were really good about pinching on the weak side. It opened up the three a lot for Creighton, but for the most part, the Huskers did a good job of closing out, and Creighton did a good job of missing shots for Nebraska to win this game. On the offensive end, though, Nebraska dominated points in the paint. Derek Walker return, returning from injury was the best thing that happened to this Husker group. He gives them a completely different look. And then the local kid, the hometown kid from Lincoln, Sam Griesel, did a great job of backing down defenders in the paint, creating one-on-one opportunities for himself, and doing what he does best. Spin around, little floater, in the paint, bucket. That's how Nebraska got most of their points. And that's what led Nebraska to win this game.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I, listen, I— I was so sick of the last 12 hours. I understand what Creighton is supposed to be. I do. But two things. Number one, they're trending in the direction, maybe not as poor as they played yesterday, but this has not been a good shooting basketball team from behind the arc. So now we'll see if that content. Continues. Maybe that's going to be who they're in, who they're going to be. But they've done this long enough now where I'm not so sure. And I said it two weeks ago, and I asked you. I asked Matt DeMarinas. Yeah,
0: can they shoot this I'm well? like,
4: uh, do we really know if this is a good shooting basketball team? And the the bench reared its, or the lack thereof, reared its ugly head yesterday. But i got to say well, something, man. Go ahead.
0: Farabello did. Yeah. That's it.
4: Because I think this game was a microcosm of about a minute 50, roughly. And I'm going by memory, so don't, like, hold me to it. But let me tell you why Nebraska isn't – and listen, I'm a Coach Matt guy, but I'm a Nebraska alum, right? So great relationship with Coach Matt, close with those guys. Obviously, Sharice, my yeah, guy. From both. Right? But can we give Nebraska credit? Like, I'm so sick of saying what Creighton didn't do. Nebraska's on a three-game win streak. They hammered two, uh, now granted, fairly mediocre programs. But you know, Florida State, we were talking Hamilton and what a coach he was outside of current time in mm-hmm. Late, mm-hmm. late situation mm-hmm. games. Where Florida State was like this great program, right? They lottery picks and whatever. Yeah, hammered, it was
0: amazing to see they started one and six before ha- ha- that game.
4: Hammered FSU. They hammered, but see, they're doing what they're supposed to do now, right? So they hammered B.C., This was the first stretch of three ranked opponents probably at the time when they played them, top ten. They hammered Creighton. Yesterday was about Nebraska, and I'll tell you why. Let let me tell you why. For as poor as that game was at times getting slogged down, about the 650 mark, okay? Creighton gets a basket, and I think they cut it to to six or seven. Nebraska comes down, and Tobinaga comes, kisses one off the glass right and you're like wow that was some shot right so a little it's out like of control
0: acrobatic yeah. well,
4: it's it's kise right it's what he does
0: yeah there were a lot of looks that he had in that game too where i'm like man you know yeah. now i know my db doesn't really like
4: this guy he, he's the, oh, <laughs> it's not that i dislike him you just can't live it you just can't i just can't ride with it, him Well, you right?
0: don't like it's not hating the actual player himself like yeah. him as a person it's just hating the way he plays yeah.
4: the game yeah high risk high reward that's not my style right so you're like, oh, man, whoo, fortunate to make that one. And Creighton comes down, and they get the and-one-three. And the crowd kind of wants to get hype, right? And I'm like, ooh, shoot, they go to commercial break or something like that. Uh, you know, Farabelle makes a three. It's like four. Mm-hmm. What happens? Nebraska comes down and gets the little slip back door. Trey Alexander's playing peekaboo. Greasel makes the cut. Yep. And one. And one. And one. So I was like, oh, shoot, man. Nebraska's not crumbling. They're going to weather the storm. What happens the very next time down? Little pick and lob to Kalkbrenner. I'm like, oh, shoot. Crowd's about starting to get it going again, man. It's pretty lit in here, right? What does Nebraska come down and do? Go down. Late shot clock situation. Gets the ball to D-Walk. Scores. I'm like, ooh. Okay, they answered. Creighton comes down. Misses a three from the corner. Nebraska comes down, little ISO with Greasel, gets the little backdoor slip from Derek Walker, kind of he's messing with it in the paint, puts it up with the left hand, and all of a sudden it's pushed back to like nine or ten. And I'm like, between the six I'm just I'm totally going we'll up. Say numbers, six to two. Six fifty so in that two minute stretch, Nebraska didn't wilt on the road in a building, or at least on the road.
0: This is a lot of House of Horrors, right? <laughs> so It's not easy So can to we go into that arena. Yeah, so
4: can we give the state schools some credit about how they played? Because they're trending, right? They came into that game with 58% of their points coming off assists. They're continuing with that streak. They've gotten away from iso ball. They're rebounding the basketball. They're defending better. And I get it, people. Creighton... On paper is supposed to be fantastic, but I'm gonna tell you something. And I don't know because I gotta talk. I'm gonna actually, maybe I don't. I want to share because we all keep this in the in the family. I love Annabelle, but um, I want to ask Coach Mac. I don't know if he would say it, but you know what? I kinda think sometimes it is very, very hard to coach high-end, high-caliber players all of the sudden and hear my heart it's not to say that he has never coached good players because he's had several but each team has a different kind of makeup and columa reading the headlines and nimhart's going to be fantastic and trey alexander who really emerged when nimhart was banged up with the broken wrist and baylor shireman comes over and he's kind of supposed to be the basketball savant like Then you got Kalkbrenner, who's steady, Eddie, who, which, by the way, it just appears to be laboring. Is that me? Doesn't he? Now, he's still playing efficient offensive basketball, but he doesn't... He's not real twitchy, real bouncy right now. But anyway, I don't want to get distracted. He also
0: gets overused a lot and has been getting overused Well, he's the only way they were
4: getting easy buckets, though. And and Walker was getting into him. You could
0: see that wearing on him when you... Match up with Derek Walker, he was much bigger, and when I say bigger, buffer yeah. than Kalkbrenner. Kalkbrenner has the size and the shot-blocking ability, but when you have a guy that can lean his shoulder into you and huh. bump you back a little bit, you go up strong, you could be six foot against a huh. seven footer and still get those buckets. And
4: so, like, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I just wonder, for a guy who's, and I'm not sounding the panic alarm, I'm not, but I just wonder, like, it's Nebraska's – or Creighton has got to find a way to – it might be a different kind of team for Mac to coach. You don't know who's in guys' ears and, like, how – like, the shots, the sharing of the basketball. Gosh, it gets sticky for Creighton. It doesn't even look like the offensive team that we're kind of used to seeing, kind of free-flowing and the creative passes, and they're not shooting it well. But it was driving – and I can usually take a lot, but I had to put social media down.
0: For I'm like, there were a lot of people not crediting Nebraska's game plan coming in, and and you and know what? Just I, leaning on Crate needs to play better. And you know
4: what else I'm going to say? It, this is not a hot take, but if you want to take it, run with it. Stop using this game as like, well, uh, I guess Coach Hoiberg is off the hot seat. Do you, <laughs> do you really? See, that's what media and fans do. It drives me bonkers, which is why I struggle with Mm -hmm. the crossover between player and media. Because get, let me guess, let me tell you who's not thinking like that. Nebraska's basketball team, Mm -hmm. Coach Hoiberg, they're not thinking like that.
0: One win does not keep retain your job. And
4: how about this? This is kind of a hot take again. How about why? Like, what if Hoiberg just actually found some good chemistry with a team and he can actually coach?
0: Well, this team is finally made up of more than one piece. Right? And you don't have to
4: – it looks like more his personality. We're super good-natured, kind of easygoing, don't panic. Like, that's who he is. Do you watch him at the press the other day with Coach Rule? Like, my man is cooler than a fan, right? Like, he's just – he's a – He's a good egg. That The team kind of looks like him. Hey, you need this shirt off my back? Here you go. Oh, hey, you want to pick my brain a little bit? Hey, come sit down. Like, that's who he is. And, and, and maybe this team, through the roster turnover, has – and you get a guy like Greasel, like full disclosure. You didn't know this about me. This was in our former lives when we weren't together. I've always had a man crush on Sam Greasel, even when he was at
0: Lincoln East. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that's where it started because you wouldn't – Flocking to North Dakota State to no, follow it, this it, kid.
4: Absolutely, I filled in for my buddy Mike Boker, who does the the PA at Millard West. It, Greasel's a junior; he's a sophomore. How many and, times did you say his name that night? Uh, a ton. <laughs> yeah. They were playing Millard West at Millard West, and he—I loved his backcourt. He was he was playing with uh, this uh, little McPhail, and and it, um, it was a good basketball team. They were just starting to kind of get on this run. And uh, I just like the way he played, you know. It, smooth as Melanta too, like just un. Unfl-
0: Very eat. calm and cool. And, you, and you what's my cool favorite? That's
4: that's my favorite, mm-hmm. right? Like I like those running backs that look like it's mm-hmm. the, it comes easy. To, I like That's I, a showboat at. I, all. I like no panic, right? Like ah, no panic. That Shane, that's no panic. And it's like, why can't we just? Enjoy what Nebraska is doing, and I get it. You always want. Well, what's wrong with Creighton? What's wrong with Creighton? Uh, Nebraska's kind of getting it going too. Can can we get? Can we give some credit where credit is due?
0: Hey, on line one we have Tim. Can we bring Tim onto the show? Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio. Tim, thanks for calling in. Tim, you have a uh, something to say about Nebraska being a bunch of jerks? <laughs> that
3: wasn't a word I used, uh, and it wasn't Nebraska.
4: Oh, is this my man
3: that's, Tim? That's a very, very, very bad introduction by Damon's friend.
0: Hey, that's, well th- hey, listen listen, th- listen here. This is what I get on the screen. Tim is <laughs> a Hey, listen here. I Husker. don't
3: care what it says on your screen. Wake up and pay attention, boy. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> Damon, good morning. Tim, it's nice how to you, talk
4: to you. How you been, man?
3: Um, I'm I'm just chilling at the holidays. No, I'm in Colorado. It's cold. The is is, hey, is that
4: is that rich neighborhood still taking good care of you?
3: Uh, I didn't quite call like. There's like rich in Omaha, and then <laughs> there's like white guy rich in Colorado. It's different.
4: It's different. Do you still brush your teeth in it's, the shower? I was just gonna tell you,
3: Bath and Body Works out of sale. Oh all Lord! Their, all the three in one soaps were uh, five fifty instead of fifteen fifty. So I woke up on like a blue day. This morning. <laughs> brushed my teeth. I could finally afford Creighton. And I heard you talking about it. You're right. Creighton didn't lose that game. Nebraska won that game. And You and I have talked a lot about coaching and kids and how this thing works. I've sat through a lot of sermons that were more rambunctious than that crowd at Creighton was last night. That was eerie.
4: That was eerie. The, the kids, uh, you got
3: Cole Brenner, who apparently was a defensive player of the year even though he's built like Gumby. I, I don't get it. Uh, Walker just owned him, and the frustration that he had throughout the game was so obvious. The clips on ESPN of him saving a ball for a three, and then he immediately hooks our Amish guy's arm and won't let our Amish guy run up the floor. <laughs> and there were three or four other times where he's hooking guys. Wow! Won't let go of them with the chicken wing. And it's just clearly frustration. You talk about your and one on a three-pointer. He makes the three, he leans into it. Because I thought What's-his-name made a great cover. He, he got out He closed quick. He was off to the side. I thought he played it right, but we lean into. Creighton does little things that are gamesmanship that I don't think Nebraska knows how to do. When they can learn how to do those things, when they can learn how to control themselves, I thought their composure was amazing yesterday. Yeah. I thought Creighton was awful yesterday.
4: And it's usually the other way around, isn't it? Hey, Tim, it is great to hear from you, and I hope that uh, – we, we hear more from you. A- Andrew will get used to your style. He's a little traumatized right now. <laughs> no, nah,
0: I, I wouldn't say I'm traumatized. Andrew can be traumatized. Listen. <laughs> Tim. It's, Gray- it's probably a Crayton alum,
3: isn't
4: he? <laughs> no, no. But he's a little south. He's Crayton. a little south. He's a St. Louis guy by trade. Andrew or excuse me oh, Tim but he's, he's a lunatic he's, I
3: like it yep, yeah now he's got some street cred with me. Yeah.
4: every now and again he rocks the band-aid too man Tim it's always great to hear from you my guy he is uh be he, good god
3: bless so proud of you so proud of your career so happy for your family happy son awesome to hear you again you slap Schmidty in the head if you see him walking around the hallway for me.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I, I, I appreciate all those compliments. I don't have a son, though. Hey, he is. Oh, he's uh, talking about you. Oh.
4: He's oh. hilarious. Like, he is the epitome of – he's anti – he's super anti-Jaysker. He will just call sometimes in my former life, and he would just lay in to, like, another school. and But he's an equal opportunity offender. Like, he'll get on me. He'll get on Shane. He'll get on Nebraska. like You just never know what kind of mood Tim's going to be in, but it's always sarcasm. He and I went round and round one time about brushing your teeth in the shower.
0: Do you and brush your teeth in the shower?
4: Occasionally. I don't think that's... Sh- oh, you're that guy too.
0: Wow. I mean, I've done it before, but it, it's once in a blue moon. <laughs> with an and orange. In, with it, an yeah, orange. with an orange. You're, you're yeah. probably an orange beer.
4: guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but I think he's...
4: It's just it's just interesting to kind of watch the, di- the the dynamics that each schools are playing with, and I'm not one of those guys that you know what I hate. Uh, they're playing with house money, or they don't have anything. To, like I'm not that dude, mm-hmm. right? I I'm a competitor. I I think you should have a chance to win every game. And you know what? When you're not good enough on a given night, so we got the we went to North plan and got our ass kicked. right? You know what I didn't do? Talk about traveling. How we didn't play well. Now they were the better team, and so we took the L and had to learn from it. Like Creighton and Coach Mack was the only person with stones smooth enough to say You know what? You can dissect this thing a thousand or a hundred or whatever the moniker different ways. Nebraska was the better team tonight, and and that's why Coach Mack's a qual- That's why he's the type of coach that he is because he understands that, and the quicker that he gets his guys to understand that. They can learn from it. You start making excuses about what was and wasn't, and then all of a sudden it's anarchy, man. Coaches and players don't look at it like that. They don't. It's what we do when we want to kill time. It's not correct.
0: Well, some of these losses are good early on in the season. You lose to some really good ranked opponents, and then you lose to a team that people didn't have you projected to lose to in this game. It's kind of like UNC right now. UNC started number one in the nation. It's a
4: bad basketball team
0: right now. And they just are trying to find their stride. Again, 18th ranked, lose by A2, unranked, VTech. We're never really in that game. And you look at Creighton now being on the losing streak that they are on. Yes, they lost to uh, Arizona. Then they go to Texas. And never really found a lead in that game. They it were was, always playing from behind. It's my kids texting me. What does that say? What's that say? <laughs> a thumbs down. UNC is kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the, my
4: own kid. Like as if you think I don't know that.
0: <laughs> right. Right? Was that just now? No, it was yesterday. Oh. It's well, y- y- You didn't pay attention to, to your own time. Man,
4: I was down. At la- you know, hey, it happens. They didn't play well.
0: But you look at Creighton, and you're kind of getting those woes out of the way right now. As you said, it's not, you know, you hit the panic button. They just have to find a way to shoot better. And when they're not shooting well, you also have to find a way to win a basketball game and maybe not take that three anymore. Mm -hmm. Find your way into the paint. Get Kalkbrenner more involved down low. I know the dribble drive is something that – is a little uncommon, I would say, for this Creighton team this year because they do such a good job of moving the ball around the perimeter. And they also skip pass really well. So they open space on the floor on the offensive end, which opens up a lot of looks for them to shoot. They are a shooting team. But when things aren't going right, try something new. Mix up the game plan. Find a way to get to the hoop. Draw a foul. Get to the free throw line. That's something that really played a lot of benefit to Creighton's game early on this season by getting to the line, getting those points one at a time, going back on defense and locking down. And as we sit today, when you shoot as poor as you did in the first half, it was their worst field goal percentage for a first half all season long, you saw them start to question their ability on the floor. Mm -hmm. When they took that shot – they were praying that it fell. Or they would shot fake, dribble, and then want to go back out to the three-point line instead of, you know, maybe take a mid-range shot or get to the hoop. I saw Farabello do that numerous times, and this is just an example. It's not a knock on Farabello, but he w- he would get the ball on a skip pass, shot fake, because the defender's coming out to close out, the weak side defender coming out to close out. Shot fake create space when you could one dribble, two dribble, pull up. It was like, ooh, I don't, I don't like this shot because this is not me. So I'm going to come back out to the three-point line and maybe restart it. Well, you already had the advantage there. Yeah. You already had your chance to go baseline or whatever that is. There's a lot of what-ifs in this game for Creighton. What if that one shot fell? What if that three uh, w- was made and we got that stop on defense? You can play the game of what-ifs, but, but all, all in all, Nebraska – was the better team in this game. Yeah. And Take nobody can question that. Off our nobody can question that. One major positive is Farabello in this case, yeah. scoring 16 he points.
4: Actually, he acted like he was going to be that guy that we kind of saw in preseason that kind of the silky smooth shooter. They're going to have to figure out something with bench points and that backcourt mm-hmm. rotation. But hey, But
0: even with bench points, like – those guys come on the floor and they rely on the starters i'm not saying that the bench has to step up and be the king when they get on the floor no yeah. pun intended with with king there uh but old frederick <laughs> it's a bit nice to see frederick and d
4: walker go at it but it just wasn't that's not it's not a frederick king kind of game right i mean mm-hmm. it's still a work in progress uh, listen that's good coaching though coach mag will have to figure out how to, how to press the pieces move the chess pieces and see what's wrong emotionally like this team trying to meet emotional expectations. Maybe that's where fatigue is. Don't talk to me about physical fatigue, right? They can play ten if they want to. I mean, tell that to, you know, Gonzaga or Baylor or somebody that's played a top five strength of schedule. More next
0: on Coffee and Cream. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We the best yeah, yeah, music. Music. Yeah, yeah. Another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ
4: Khaled. Welcome back, coffee and cream in the morning, my main man Andrew Rogers. Why did I let you take the reins? I don't know, man. Just because I want, I want to hook you up in case you want to go see Creighton or Nebraska or with that huge it's a game on my you birthday have. this year. Make sure you can get out to go see, I don't know, somebody playing well. Uh, Need tickets or have tickets? Red zone tickets, buys and sells tickets for all types of events. That includes events like Morgan Wallen, NCAA Volleyball Final Four in Omaha, Uh, Creighton Husker Basketball, Mannheim Steamroller, UNO Hockey, who is on a roll just four points out. Husker football in 2023, which should be on the uptick, College World Series, and more. Red Zone tickets is located right here in Omaha. It is reliable. It's a local source and A+. plus. Did you used to get that in school? With the Better straight A
0: mm-hmm.
4: Bureau. 100% guarantee on all orders. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you will never forget. This year, why not give the gift of memories of a lifetime hit? Hit up a sporting event, a concert, something with the fam. Visit redzonetickets.com today. That's redzonetickets.com
0: today. Are you, you know guys what's funny? Going? Are you? Am I? Mm, I Are you know. going? Good question. Good Are you, question. Going? you know what's funny? I've never attended, as a fan, a Nebraska football game. Oh, that's okay. But maybe I'll do it now. Yeah. I've only been here, yeah, you've been here long enough. Yeah, but even when I was in Sioux City, you just didn't want to
4: hop over the river? No. Um, It's closer to go to Lincoln than it would have been Iowa City or Ames. No, Ames is equidistant, right? Tell you what, if they were good, I would have gone. Ames is, what, would have been an hour 40 from you? No, longer than that. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It would have been like three hours. So, and then Lincoln is two, a little over two.
0: Yep hmm Okay. Lincoln was always the best state tournament to travel to because I knew I didn't have to drive as long. Because, you know, when you're in town, you're there for a long period of time. You want to meet directionally challenged? But when you leave... Meet your boy.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you leave Lincoln, normally... One of two things happened. Like, state football, when I covered it here, it was a blizzard driving back. So that was, that was scary for two and a half hours. And dark. But aside from that, it's normally like... Ten eleven o'clock at night, and I'm getting back at one thirty in the yeah. morning.
4: The only thing I know about directions is casting crowns, east to west. <laughs> you know, casting uh, crowns. Hey, you speaking of Lincoln, though, west.
0: Lincoln. The coaching staff was on the move on Friday. On we touched hunt. on that. On the hunt, they visited a lot of high schools. Your impressions d- when you went to West Side of those high school visits? Uh, the, I thought. Listen, so
4: I was a little. <laughs> I have to be careful, right? Because. I'm not a Kool-Aid guy, and if I was, I would.
0: I am. I I made great uh, Kool-Aid last night. Sugar-free? No, come on.
4: Not me. Well, you got those nice teeth. (laughs) Not me. Although, as a 48-year-old, do you know I have zero cavities? All time? Zero. That's your record? Of all time. (laughs) Uh, Not me. Yeah, so. um, I've got double digits I'm trying not to be over the top, and I'm really, really focused, because I'm not a, I don't look at it like a fan. I look at it like a coach, but now I have to look at it as like a parent, too. So I hope that lens is still the same, but so far, my early impressions, I mean, they're really, really good. And and listen, you find folks that aren't used to hearing me. Uh, you'll understand I'd rather be re- well respected than well liked, so I'm not gonna tell you anything I don't believe to be true for the sake of approval, but I'm telling you i'm over I'm impressed. Let me tell you I'll give you three reasons why. number one highly highly organized to pull off what they did on Sunday with the invites and to get guys down and to get it set up and to have it staffed while you hit the ground running on Friday with the first live period, pretty unbelievable. Like pretty unbelievable. You're still trying to put together your staff. I don't know how they had enough time. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I didn't ask the questions. They pulled Mm -hmm. it off, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and the other thing is, to a man, the energy level, like he went young with his staff. I mean, Foley's, like, the veteran of the group, and he's only, like, 56, and he's rolling around town in Omaha hitting 50 schools, knocking out runzas, right? Like, <laughs> he told a funny story. He, uh, <laughs> he burned his mouth because he'd never had a runza before, and he's a Philly guy. He's like Philly, like Philly steak, so he's mm-hmm. all about the breads and the meats, and he's a connoisseur, Right. And uh, he says, you know, he took the first bite, man. He said it was doughy. So he was like, ah, oh, you know, no big deal. So he got into the next one. And he said the meat and the cabbage and the onions just like. Whoa. So we was kind of talking a little weird yesterday because he got his mouth burned on a run on Friday. But he had me in tears. But the energy level from that staff, uh, they got a couple of more additions coming. I think they've got a good idea of what they want to do. They already have name plates. Like rolling in the offices. Like, we don't even have nameplates. I know, right? They're just you're the coffee, the mm-hmm. caffeine, and I'm the cream. We kind of like the oddly s- enough. The peop- set of I think
0: people had a hard time figuring that out. Uh, you know, context clues. Really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> you think? Hey, you want to hear an overreaction? Yeah. I think runzas are overrated.
4: Me too. Really? Oh no question.
0: Oh, I thought for sure I was about to get hammered. No, 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 by no you. question.
4: No question. No question.
0: I had my first Runza about a year ago and it was like biting into a sandwich that was just munched up by a No, they
4: they're like Runza is fantastic for fresh food. Like I think that's the key to their success. Everything's fresh. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a good it's good for fast it's a good fast food restaurant. It's almost impossible to meet the expectations. So when you say overrated, I don't look at that as a negative. People look – it's like there's water, there's walking, and then <laughs> there's, like, where the runs is. So, like, to meet that expectation level, man, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, I get that. I get that. Dude, but they make
0: they, – they it's, it's not my jam. They That's all make, I'm saying. They
4: ship nationwide, though. Which I didn't realize until I got here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like Omaha Steaks, man. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, so I, I I like the organization. I like the energy. And almost to a man. I don't, like, this has to be a thing. These guys are uber competitive. Everything is a competition. And I don't know if the chips are manufactured, like, on the shoulder. But it's like they're just edgy. You know Satterfield, like wanting to win and what it takes to win, and being in Lincoln, and you know they're looking at you know Wistrom and Rogers and 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 Rich Glover and T. Frey. They're looking at these pictures with the championships, and he goes, "There, uh, you know these guys coming in, Coop, who actually was Caleb's favorite, just because he coached J. C. Horn, and Caleb's a big Carolina guy, and he loved J. C. Horn, their free safety. So they're, he's like, yeah, you know, let's Facetime and talk shop, you know, talk." You know, two man and three deep, and they're just talking coverages. And I'm like, oh, God, like, really? But anyway, they're like, I think they consider it a challenge and a blessing at the same time to be part of a rebuild mm-hmm. with a place that has won championships. Mm-hmm. It, and you, it talk, just, about, it you just talk about that history. doesn't
0: happen a ton. You talk about that history, those people, those standout players on fathead banners, whatever you want to call it. How about even another go go one step further with this? How about you look at somebody that is a junior and you say, I want to put you on that wall yeah, instead?
4: It's it's just you know, so they had everybody in the Hawks Pavilion and there was good food and there were games and stuff like bags and everybody. You could go into the players lounge inside the, down the concourse and they had like ping pong. So what
0: what is a junior day?
4: So basically it was kind of a meet and greet. Everybody that had an offer or committed was invited down so you know there was um you know maverick noonan and mason goldman and you know isaiah mcmorris and and caleb was there and um danny kaline from from bellevue west i mean they're probably and look at the list it was a short list probably 30 guys maybe i probably should have looked like if you asked me if they were there i would tell you when we talk to mike sauter next um he'll ask but um i just gotta tell you man it's impressive it 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 it, the energy level and the work ethic and that place needed discipline right i I think coach joseph mickey really started it regimen investing in the kids and like they're picking up like you have to work you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a worker's job and I like the philosophies on the portal versus junior college. Like, they're developers. They're not big into rehabbing other people's groceries. This is not. You know, no, they may have to. You take a look at what's happening in, like, the wide receiver room and stuff like that. Ooh, they are razor thin. But it is a, it's a group that knows
0: exactly what they want and kind of what they're doing. We'll talk more about junior day next and maybe – more of the ins and outs that you haven't heard just yet. But before we get there, he alluded to it. DB alluded to it. Mike Sauter in-house. Some people may already know, but I don't want to give any other hints of what Mike Sauter will be doing with her at Sports. That's next on Hale Radio. And we are back on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. A three-look now. DB, Andrew Rogers with you, and joining us now, Mike Sauter. Mike, congratulations on uh, the new position, and welcome to the team officially.
5: Yeah. uh, Who said it? Oh, Doc said it. I'm excited. It's exciting. (laughs)
4: exciting. (laughs) You, 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 um, Mike Sauter, and Doc Sadler. Fill us in on what you're
5: doing. I know, Doc. Um... What am I doing? Nothing really changing for me, I don't think, um, just from what people are used to. So um, cover high school sports the best I know how. Probably going to see a lot more of my face than, you know, writing stuff and all that, more audio visual things, which I'm comfortable with that. I mean, who doesn't like this besides Dave. Yeah, I was going to say. It's it's hard Um, not to like, Mike, just so you know. No, so I'm gonna hype <laughs> him up, man.
0: Come on, raise the roof. <laughs> so yeah, I, just
5: more of the same stuff. I think just I'm a nice guy. Um, let's go with hyperdrive on it. So that's kind of the uh, my first inclination of of how we want to do things. Um, so do I'll dip in probably some college stuff here and there around here. I, I'm excited about that part. Um, yeah. It, a lot of big ideas and I, I'm a idea person. I like to think of new things every So
4: is week. Bill. Is that not unbelievable? Like his brain, mm-hmm. our boss. Talk about a guy that doesn't sleep is like yeah. that man. Yeah. <laughs> like he's constantly he always moving. challenges
0: you. Yeah. yeah. Every
4: oh, conversation
5: sure. that you're in with him, that's, he will always challenge you. That's good. I like that. I so need a li- I need a little punch, right?
4: So kind of like sticking with his sports theme, like Coach Mac, we were talking earlier about Coaching like high-end guys, mm-hmm. like multiple high-end guys. Right, it's a process. Yeah, it can be kind of different, right? A lot of people in other people's ears and things like that. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do now that you actually have some help? <laughs> right, like we got a cre- now we that got, a, we, a got a, we got a content mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. We have you can do imaging, you can do graphics. Like we have a lot of smart. You've been doing folks. that all yourself. Yeah, and you're not usually one that is. I'm not saying you're not good because I don't yeah. know you're just not used to yeah. playing with a lot of others.
5: Yeah, the um, you know, I I did have support at you know Strive was great, and I'm excited. Well, you had a you, had a, you had a great I, yeah, partner. Yeah, I'm excited about kind of the merge of that and and helping some of the Strive kids along, kind of you know learning from guys like you. How's your
4: How's your whatever. partner, Taos Taylor? Because he's fantastic. He's great. He, he's great. Handle it great. He's um, he's a real dude. So yeah, he is about as uh, good as it gets. As he's far a, as he's a real dude.
5: But I'm, I, I, how am I going to handle it? I, well, I'm, I'm a little excited about it. It takes, I, I think, roughly probably about 20 hours a week off of my plate of doing the that's other unreal. stuff in order to, um, you know, create you know, cool stuff. I want to do cool stuff. I want to make cool stuff. Um, so that's, that's what we'll do. I mean, I'll still go to games and tweet scores and do all those things. Like, that's not going to go away. I just probably won't on a Tuesday night in January go to a girls' basketball game two and a half hours away, right? I have a six and a three year old at home. I need a little bit more, you know. I need to be home more, um, or at least, you know, in the building. <laughs> so um, Mike Sauter
4: has left the building. <laughs> yeah.
5: So that that's good. I I'm still gonna work. I mean, I I still think just because it's ingrained in me to to work. You know pretty hard and long i mean i was up It was doing we we're doing a boys basketball coaches poll first one um i was finishing that up at 12 45 this morning so uh that's just kind of who i am and what i do so it, nothing changing there how far to west side drop uh went to five six something like that yeah so you can't
0: imagine it's a huge leap a quantum leap when you just getting, lose well, to a seven they're getting ready to get one of their
4: guys back well, today, so that'll change
5: yeah today uh, they, no, they dropped, a f- they're at five. So, but we can go into it.
4: Shocker of the Week Burke hammering north? Yeah, 100%. How about Coach Cody Fisher? They play at Omaha Burke.
5: I'll see them tonight. Seven and days. we see
4: them Friday. Yeah. I'm a little, I lack objectivity. This is a super small anecdote. He's, he is an assistant for my kids team in the summer. He coaches on the 3SSB, the shoe circuit. So I like Cody. I'm with him. These a ton done. the last couple of summers, and he's the head coach at Omaha Burke. So, yeah, I I kind of low key cheer. Was, I, so I cheer for him. Plus, I like their football. Coach Perkins too. didn't
5: play, and Strong got like three quick fouls.
4: That's okay, Still, man. Stuff but you happens. don't
5: lose by forty. Yeah, 40, or thirty. 40, whatever. Whatever it was. it was, it was a lot. So, I for me, and I, you know, the first weekend kind of hammered this. Was I think Lincoln is way better than they have been. I. I don't know if they're. Top. I don't know about that. I don't know if, I don't know if their top can compete. You know, full go with the top of Omaha now. Millard North and Lincoln Southwest was a fantastic game, um, up and down. If you like dunking and up and down and no quick, defense, quick shots, Just no kidding. defense. That game was for you. It was exciting. Um, it, you know it, it was I thought it was very exciting especially the first half and Derek Rollins putback dunk was ridiculous.
4: Golly, I've never seen so many people fawn over a putback. Like I get it because I like the kid, but it was ridiculous. Do you know what? Do you know what level vi- we're talking about? I got about, the here? great
5: video. Did you see the video,
4: dude? You know I don't get down like that.
5: The video was great. Anyway, good for that kid. But what? Here's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it's like so the middle of the middle of like Omaha metro area is not good frankly like
0: it's hey it's, how do you really feel like it's not good <laughs> no, don't point that on him look what you were just saying you, i you were not. you were showing off your true colors there too you're no, like my, oh, my, my, why, why are we the my
4: everybody knows my personality i'm not a middle of the game put back dunk run down uh, listen i love the first quarter I, I'm, um, I'm team i'm team kids but i like as a coach it's not my jam mm-hmm, like yeah. i like I'm with you. And it's totality. Like, where are we getting better? Like, the individual things is just not my deal. I'm just f- pushing your buttons. The
5: first – that was in the first quarter. But – so let me get back to this. What I mean by that is the, uh, the three teams, maybe four, maybe five, Lincoln High's 2-0 and beat, you know, whatever, um, kind of bottom of the Metro-ish teams. So Lincoln High's 2-0. and North Star's 2-0, needed two-game winners <laughs> to do it. But they beat Prep, beat Millard South, which, you know, give or take. Um, Southeast is 1-1. One one. Lincoln East is 2-0, beat Southeast. Without Carter Templemeyer, by the way, didn't play in that game.
4: Uh, they were the back end of the doubleheader that yes. I saw on so, Saturday. Uh,
5: Lincoln East, probably pretty good this year. You think? is one of their best players, if not best. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Southwest is 1-1 one and, one and gave Millard North all they could handle. That Lincoln is far better this year.
4: This is Mike Soder for Big High School Overreaction.
5: L- Lincoln <laughs> is far better this year than uh, the middle and bottom of the Metro.
4: I tell you one thing that definitely has my attention.
5: So that's not saying that Lincoln uh, is better thing.
4: than the Metro. I'm I'm not, I, say- I'm you not, get what I'm saying.
5: Yeah, by that. and I don't – They've like,
4: gotten – That's okay. I'm not married gotten, to the Metro. I want Lincoln to be better. One of the things that down. is curious for me is with Chewy and Dangot at Southeast, if they figure out a way to play those two guys mm-hmm. to go along with Hilkeman and – And Wade uh, Boss. and. and Hey, Voss yeah. gets buckets. Yeah, he's good. He's tough. I, I like Tay Moore's aggressiveness. Right. Um, they gotta not turn the ball yeah, over as did. much, but they trailed for like ninety percent of that game at Westside, yeah. and Westside had I think twenty-seven turnovers. They, they no, they only, sh- only Westside had, did not. They, shoot they, it they well had eighteen turnovers, but but credit to Southeast for in crunch time. There's probably about halfway through the fourth quarter. Like they they took the game over.
5: Well, Hinkleman had a big putback, re- rebound, rebound. Yeah. Um, Offensive rebound, put back in What
4: took Chewy so long to play, though? I don't know. He didn't really have – he checks in like halfway through the third (laughs) quarter, and then he was like one of the best players on the floor. And maybe he's one of those guys that has to play in small doses. I don't know.
5: I think we're skipping over something here. What's that? How good is Bellevue West? Because I think Bellevue West is clearly the one So I'm not
4: sure. They're clearly the one. Right now they're clearly the one. They're clearly the one. I don't know how good they are, though. Like – and, and I don't have to worry about think, being well-liked. Well, well like, We just talked to Coach Woodard.
5: Mm-hmm. I think health is probably so – Jacob Barope's health is going to be key. Luckily, they have a Robbie Garcia.
4: Yeah, I like Garcia. Yeah. Obviously, they have uh, Josiah so Doetzler. They got my guy, Jaden Jackson. Uh, I Quite like Stuvi first game. I, I hope Stuvi has a good season because I like him as a – Right. I, you know, I support him yeah. as, a, as a kid, as a – Jaden had
5: 28. I mean, it was against Columbus, yeah. but he still had 28.
4: Um, so, like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll get everyone will get i mean we'll get it's just early so i'm not gonna i'm I'm just not gonna be like ugh. you know like and i and i told this to somebody yesterday at junior days you know we were talking about basketball and because there were so many high school parents there right right so we're just talking about basketball and transitioning the seasons and somebody would say oh such and such just didn't look very good or such and such did look good and i'm thinking in my head all i can think of is if you would have watched us at any juncture last this season in football, you could have said they're not very good, yeah, or you could have watched a couple of minutes and said, "Ooh, they got a lot of so m- my personality is is I let it ride until we get to what matters like I can kind of critique it along the way, but it's all about hitting stride health it, it's and staying its together. It's first
5: weekend overreaction yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's, that's really what it is. That's kind of what it. Now I will say, the bad teams are, oof, yeah, like
4: that hurts my heart. It's gonna be tough. We got to introduce, and and it'll be fun. Something's gotta growing with give, with Drew down because he used to be knee deep in high school sports and his other life, and so watching bringing him along with us to watch we don't you don't understand yet like school enrollment yeah how it affects new high schools high schools opening school choice like there are some have and have nots it's the it's kind of the down side yeah, you don't you know. get
0: that when you cover small town nebraska small town iowa you know
4: what i mean it's like i'll be curious to get your thoughts on that because you got Fresh set of eyeballs. The- <laughs> and some ridiculously long eyelashes. Those are weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll to me bat them,
0: man. I'll bat them. Here, Mike, we'll, we'll continue talking with you, yeah, too. Take a, we'll take a break. Come yeah, back just in a break, we'll come yeah. back. And we'll visit with Sam McEwen next.
1: Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers
2: and Damon Benning.
0: Welcome back. Top of the hour on Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and cream in the morning. Powered by Currency. Alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Mike Sauter still with us. Mike. Hey, Mike needs his headphones right. turned on. Liquid. We're good. We're good. HBO. I'm good. I didn't hear him
5: the whole last segment, so it was fine. I couldn't
0: hear anything. Are you sure? So I'm you're positive. taking him off. Noise canceling. Yeah, it's all right. Literally. We're noise good. He's a veteran, too. He's like, listen. About
4: it. He's so busy now. He's like, listen. You guys got four minutes. I got to get out
1: of here. Right. Okay? And, well, while I have we do this orientation. Mostly, I didn't, I, was like, I, know. I, I, I didn't even get orientation. I had to fill
0: out HR paperwork stuff, and I was like, what is this? Uh, Brings you back like, to high school, college days when you're going, I didn't get, orientation. get in the folders. You're more important than me.
4: No, if I was important, I'd have got <laughs> no, orientation. You,
2: I think
0: the other way. They're now. like,
4: ah, you'll be with that guy, so you're in good hands.
0: Just
2: do
4: what he does. That's basically what they told me. Follow Andrew, and well, I'm no like, well, wonder, where are we going?
0: No wonder I have to coddle you when we go into oh, these. He knows true. I'm a child. He like I do, need some Damon help. Damon does do meeting platforms and such. Well. i'm getting better man hey we talked about a lot uh on the boys train let's go the girls side now okay <laughs> so what were your He's first not impressions brass
4: Nebraska's huge win over maryland no, no, no. No, that no, was
0: we're big. girls high school basketball give me your first impressions of um, friday night lights well
5: i only saw one girls game so far and that was elkhorn north and scott and that was sold out by the way it was great like When I say sold out, I mean, like.
4: I mean, a power program. It's got the defending champs in Elkhorn North. Got Britt Prince. It was
5: easily standing room only. The best
4: in the region. And it was also a clunky game. Clunky? Oh, it was not good. Uh, So I watched. uh, I've seen two. I don't know know if
5: the defense was really good or the offense. It just was. was, I I may
4: be biased just because my daughter's at Millard North. Yes. But they're good. I was going to go into that.
5: So in A, obviously, Millard South, I think, you know, with the seniors and all that. They're they're clearly you know three Division One girls on their team, which is so that, cool because
4: so. I saw Chloe Lemon at I sat with her at the Miller North game those
5: they were at um, they were also at uh, Scott on yeah. Friday night too yeah right? so they've been they go I mean they, that's that's pretty cool
4: so and so I because because Coach Bryce doesn't really do the pre no no no, no, no. season tournament yeah, thing no, does no, he no 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 yeah. <laughs>
5: He doesn't – he does not he, he, he He's, what he he's wants,
4: fantastic. <laughs> coach Sutter and I'm I have totally an affinity for, their, for, their, yeah. for Miller South's head coach. So, I Mill- like him too. Girls,
5: Millard South real quick, I think. It, it, you, then you go Millard North and Pius I think is going to be pretty good. Um, just extremely well Pius is going to be right there. They're well coached. And let me tell you, uh, they have a chip on their shoulder. Oh. <laughs> like like
4: – So I'm seeing these cool programs so. historically like Lincoln Southwest – Like they only had twenty five girls out in their program from JV and varsity. Like that can't be a thing. I mean, this is Lincoln Southwest. Like they're legit.
5: Numbers are way down. Like it's 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 concerning for sure. So is it the volleyball
4: basketball thing? Like what's going
5: on? I think so. Is it club volleyball?
4: See, and I I tell people this. They get mad at the boys' sports. I think the 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 ladies' sports is much worse in terms of sharing athletes. Just my experience with I think that's parents, true. You like where you have to decide. I mean, have yeah. you ever? I, I look like at like are, are there dual sports softball people? I got, yeah. Like if you're in softball and mm. you're good, that is what you yeah, do. Yeah, it's the not whole, really the whole volleyball basketball thing is tough too
5: because they're club volleyball right now. It so it takes. Right. I just always go back to Lindsey Krause in senior year, and it's like. Man, Scott, was, would, Scott would have won a state title with her on the floor, but she hurt her knee in a club volleyball thing. But the only way to get her to play basketball, go out her senior year, was to go out, would, I think it's was a to let her thing. play. I so, bet it's,
0: I think it's a bigger school thing. If opposed, you're a big school? Yeah, opposed to a smaller school. because or I girls saw, wrestling. I saw a lot of turnover rate. Go Westside.
5: Girls wrestling might. Like, maybe that's, maybe girls just right. don't want to play basketball.
0: Right. That, no, so. I just saw a lot of turnover rate from volleyball to basketball when I covered C1, C2, C1. Yeah, that's C1. way different. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you fall into those smaller schools, those smaller towns, it's, it's, it seems to kind of well, they, be they second yeah. nature to we do, do that. Way
5: better, yeah. They share way better it's, than it, we do. I, honestly, like, this is I've said this before, and I feel very strongly about this. 18U club whatever should not be a thing. 18 18 you, I understand meaning like you are I a understood. senior I understand there should not be club so like 18u club volleyball is a, a thing like seniors are playing club volleyball right now, it's like, wait, haven't you all already decided or whatever mm-hmm. if you I mean I get it, but most I, I would think that most college coaches would want them to play a different sport for their school or something you know. I, I like. Just,
0: just well, maybe because if if you can just keep playing that sport over and over until you get there, I know. That, but you know what
5: they say about multi-sport, right? Your I, muscles I'm with you. and knees and stuff like that. And now I do understand the scientific people Well, this could take you know we could go on this forever. Yeah. So, but like you know, girls, women's knees, hips, whatever, aren't really made to go lateral. So that's why you see so many torn ACLs in basketball and girls basketball. So I, I understand both sides of it, but I do you know. Man, like, let them play multiple sports for their school, and specifically when they're a senior. That's just my yeah. that's my that's my rub, and it's nothing against any you know club volleyball or anything like that. I, I just have I just have strong feelings about they don't they probably don't need to um you know be doing club volleyball when you've already committed somewhere. Um, I just I don't I don't think it's it's worth anyone's time.
0: Mm. Well, Mike, we appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thanks for coming over. Hey, congrats, over. man. Hey, I'm
5: Welcome. sure I'll see you guys soon. Really? Hey. Hmm? Maybe. Shane, who's
4: my guy? Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, man, but I'm Shane I'm pr- I'm right. proud of you. It's almost like you've grown up right before my very eyes. Listen, man. It's and we spent so much time yeah. together, and for a long time, I, I'm happy that good things are happening to you because I know – kind of jealous because I worked that hard. He works
5: his tail off. <laughs> he does.
0: I'd, and you do great work.
5: I'd, just last thing. I'll get out of here. I, yeah, I got to talk to Sam McEwen, man. I we got Sam's things to do. Sam's great. Sam's fantastic. Um, I'd, it's, it's been over a decade that I have just done all I could do to get to a point where I am um, have tremendous support mm-hmm. and financially can... Really take Have the opportunity To really take care Of my family Yeah
4: I noticed Your wardrobe And uh,
5: stuff <laughs> And um, You know I'm, I'm blessed To do what I do Every day And um, I'm excited To be here And um, yeah. yeah Hey Welcome guys. man I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you Let's make cool Oh Do cool stuff I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, Let's like, do cool how, stuff How are we gonna do <laughs> that we gonna hockey? celebrate The yeah. story differently <laughs> <laughs> After we
4: talk to Sam I'm gonna tell Andrew Kind of how this Whole thing started
0: Cool okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. We'll see you later. See you, on buddy. the phone right now, Sam McEwen, sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Sam, you are our Monday staple now. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for staying on the line there and uh, sticking through the back end of Mike solder We appreciate that.
2: Uh, no, I'm, I'm, you know, congrats on getting Mike. I don't know if he's still there, but I was gonna, I was gonna ask him how, what he thought of Alison Widener yesterday. I know he. He helped her a lot uh, in her recruiting process, and she had a pretty good game yesterday.
4: Sam was giving you some love on Allison Widener, man, but you'd be good. All right. Hey, Sam, I got to know, though, first and foremost, we got to continue our thing. How's the weather?
2: <laughs> oh, it's, uh, you know, it's Sam's cool.
4: Sam's my Lincoln res- weather guy. A yeah. uh,
2: little bit of clouds. I like
4: it. Yeah, Sam's the man. <laughs> Sam, I was. we were just talking yesterday, and we're going to get into the portal and a whole bunch of other things. But when you're watching, I, I want to get to junior day, but I'm not. Let's go Nebraska, Creighton, and <laughs> Nebraska, Maryland. to start. Because, Sam, for the capital city and the, the, that school in Lincoln, it's not a basketball school, but, man, was that a basketball day. How do you stay in the moment?
2: Oh, I think it's great for them and, and uh, certainly um, – two very surprising wins i think if you had asked me what i thought was going to happen on sunday to both teams i would have said uh you know nebraska women lose by 15 and the nebraska men lose by 15 too oh and that didn't happen not only they win but they won they won i mean it wasn't
3: a fluke
2: or a last second shot you know um nebraska won both games convincingly on the road really good day for both schools um you know, I mean, Annie's Annie's program is it's established, and they're you know that they've had some ups and downs this season because they're missing a player that needs to get healthy and Sam Hybe with her knee, and they need to they need to to exhort their best player to to play like she did yesterday, uh, which she did, Jazz Shelley. But the men, okay, so the the men that was a big deal. Um, you know, to be able to in an off season change how you want to be. And, and switch from, you know, sort of the beautiful Steve Kerr game to, uh, we're going to hire Adam Howard to come in here and, you know, uh, build this, this iron defense and, and get players who actually want to do it is pretty impressive. And, and if nothing else, they, they've, they've got a team that can defend and they're not going to win. Uh, you know, uh, 20 games, I don't think, this season, although you don't count it out. But they're, but they're gonna, they're gonna be a hard out, uh, just about every night. And they'll, they'll take you, they'll take you to the, you know, they'll take you to the last four minutes of the game. They may be down by 10, but they won't quit fighting. And there's gonna be some nights when they win games because of what they did yesterday. Now they, last year that team doesn't win, and it's not just because of the players. It's because Hoiberg has, has, is willing to win games now. It's not just going to be, I'm going to do the beautiful game thing and, and we're going to, we're going to do that come hell or high. We're going to, we're going to win games now. And this is how Nebraska needs to win games. And they executed their plan really well yesterday and look, look what happened. They won.
0: How much of a confidence boost is this for that Nebraska basketball team in particular, knowing the trials and tribulations that they've had to overcome in seasons past?
2: I think it's a confidence boost for Hoiberg. And that can do something for a team. You know, um, I think we've all been a part of teams where we felt like the coach felt really good about where things were. And when they get proof of it, all of a sudden their confidence goes up and the team feeds off of that. And I think Hoiberg needed that one. Um, he's got a team of workers, you know. And, and the, the two people that you go to right away, even before Griezmann and Walker, are Banda and Gary. Those are the two players who I think, in some way set that culture because they're not offense-first guys. Um, Walker's a gifted player and is gifted offensive player, and, and so and Sam is sort of the you know starts is the head of the snake, so to speak, and starts things. But you need two guys to come along and be and just not care if they score. Now Gary had 15 yesterday, but a lot of it was the hard way. And uh, Bandimel had a good game yesterday too. Their culture, the way they set that culture, is really important. And I think the more that people learn about, especially Gary's story, I think people will understand why that team is a little bit different than last year. Gary's a big addition. He's he's just he's just tough. And, and he sets a tone. And you look back at the defensive rebounds he got yesterday, and I think there's a reason why you would be confident in that guy because he does things that a lot of Nebraska players haven't done since Ed Morrow left, to be honest with you. Mm. They haven't had necessarily a guy who do, does some of the things that Gary does for the last many years.
4: Hey, Sam, let me ask you something. As you're watching that game unfold and you're seeing what Nebraska did against FSU, then Boston College, Then Creighton, and you could make the case that Creighton may have been the toughest of the three coming up real time of the potential top ten opponents they were going to have. They're trending, right? Once is coincidence, two more is a fluke, three more is a trend. How about Creighton on the other end when you look at them in terms of their shooting? Did you rationalize that game more about Nebraska than it was less about Creighton?
2: I did, yep. I did think it was more about Nebraska than Creighton. Um, there are going to be nights when he missed shots. What I will say is that C- Creighton needs to needs needs to dish the three to some degree and 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 start and start attacking teams, you know, and 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 drawing fouls and, and going to the going to the, the free throw line and uh, you know hitting hitting you know little runners in the lane and. Uh, they, they, they've they've got to go back to being – and you know what? When they go in the Big East, they probably will because the Big East forces you to do this. I think they got a little cute yesterday and settled, um, and they just didn't make shots. And, you know, so part of what happens when you've got an NBA potential, boy, you start thinking about that three-point shot.
4: Hey, hey listen, I am yeah. so with you, Sam. Something yeah. is different about Kaluma and some of these guys watching their game. They're they're not – you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to – I feel like I'm speculating. I just get the sense there are conflicting ideologies here. He's kind of out on it. And I'm not just pinning it on Arthur. It's kind of unfair. I just think when you have high-end talent like this, you're going to get distracted, and he has high-end talent. Coach Matt. Yeah,
2: he does. And there's going to be, you know, there's going to be games when he's really, really good, and because he's making shots. Um, but you know that KU game last year, which is what you know changed his his draft stock. He hit a bunch of threes, and you know that's at the next level. I, I'm not going to get into a big long diatribe about what I think of the NBA. I, I don't talk a lot about it on Twitter. I do watch quite a bit of the NBA. I do too. What I'll say, what I'll say is that. You know, it's a wonderful league right now, and it's way better than it was 15 or 16 years ago. But there's room to get way better as a three point shooter once you join the NBA. And I think sometimes kids in college are watching that a little too much and thinking about what they need to do. And so, like, one of my favorite players in the NBA, and he was in college too, is De'Aaron Fox. Mm -hmm. And that guy has just gotten better at shooting three. And, but but what he's special at is getting, and just, so is John Moran, is getting to the rim. And that's your run game. And, and, and that's the run game in basketball. That's running it down somebody's throat is getting to the rim over and over. And Arthur Kaluma just needs to get to the rim. So does Trey. So does Ryan themhardt And Nembhard's doing a pretty good job. Like, Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's fine. Um, but these he, guys just got to get, they got to go to the rim. And they, they got to trust their ability and, you know, understand that over the course of 40 minutes, you're gonna you're gonna wear a team down, and you're you're gonna you're gonna win in the last 10 minutes if you go with their guts. And I think Creighton's not doing that enough. I think I think they've gotta gotta get a little bit more excited about going right into the guts of a team. And if they do that, they're gonna be really good. If they don't, they're gonna be dependent on whether shots fall or not, and that's hot and
0: cold. Sam, I think you hit the nail on the head when you made that comparison. We're talking to Sam McEwen right now, sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. You can give him a follow, toss him a follow on Twitter, at McEwen O-W-H. Sam, not only did Rule hit the recruiting trail hard when it came to high school kids starting on Friday, but he also has a strong recognition of talent all around, you know, dipping into the FCS world as well, and then finding somehow finding a way to put on a junior day on Sunday. It's like this dude doesn't sleep. But this isn't a question of how he pulled it off. Just how impressive was it to see him pull something like this off so early on in his coaching tenure here?
2: Well, um, I don't think he would say it's impressive. I think he would say that's what you got to do. And so if we judge it by his standards, I think he's like, yeah, this is what we need to do. Um, this, we don't, we don't have time to, to not do those things. And, and Scott Frost worked hard in his first three or four weeks. He was trying to coach two teams, which was to his disadvantage. But, um, you know, everybody's working hard. I, I what I'll say for, for Rule is just the early returns on the connections that he makes with people are really positive. And, you know, I think he's, he's going to, connect with parents, I think, because he's a parent, and he's a parent of, you know, he's not quite college-age kids, but he's getting there, uh, but he's kind of of age of a lot of the folks that he's talking to, you know, these, these 17, 18-year-old kids, their parents are in their late 40s, early 50s, and that's where Rule's at, so he's in a sweet spot in terms of recruiting, you know, he's, he's probably got about 10 years where he's going to get the parent, and he's going to get the kids because he's right in that moment where he kind of understands what they're going through. And so he's, he's connecting with them. I think it's, that's positive. They've got to try to keep uh, all of the in-state kids that they have committed and maybe try to add one or two, you know, with Goldman and Alvado. Uh, what I, I guess what I'll say about the most important one to me is Bramer. Because I think he's really, really good.
4: I completely agree with you, Sam. Sorry to interrupt. He, his upside. I I try. You know me. You know me as well as almost anybody in media. I try not to gush. When I watch Bramer, I feel different about what he's capable of because he's a legitimate tough guy.
2: Well, you're talking about intangibles, which is, is, is really important.
4: That's what I care about because I've seen a lot of good athletes. I don't go by that. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: get that. But here's what I'll say. When you stand next to Ben Brayman, <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about. This, is not, this isn't a small-town kid who had a great career and happens to be about 6'1 and a half. No. <laughs> he's 6'6". He's six, six. And he's huge, and he has the intangibles because there's a lot of small town kids that have intangibles, but he has the other thing too. And they're going to keep Matt Newton. And I think that's you know that's going to happen, and he would be the most important, but they're going to keep him. I think Bramer is still maybe you know on the line, and I think his dad will have something to say about that. I like his dad a lot, and so we'll you know we'll see how it all turns out. But that's important. And then they've probably got to get a running back because I think you're going to see uh, the running back decommit. And then, uh, you know, maybe they'll got to have to get a couple receivers. Because I'd be surprised if anybody short of Jaden Dodd, and Malachi uh, remains committed. I, I
4: don't. It was I don't interesting to, to see. L- it was interesting to see Louisville pictures on the same day. He was in Lincoln on Twitter. I hope that wasn't a scheduled tweet, but I understand he's going through the recruiting process. It just, it just was kind of odd. But let me, I want to. We only got a couple minutes, so I have to kind of hustle here. One of the things you mentioned about Rule and his ability to connect, and and I have a very difficult kid at home who's a kind of a higher okay. level, who's kind of a higher level thinker. You know, yeah. he's just different, right? And one of the things that he said was why he likes Coach Rule so much in that staff. It's because he thought that they were authentic, and they say some things that aren't always like, "Hey, you're the best, but feel good things." It, they feel He feels like he's being honest with a plan, so there's a connection there. Is that how you think he'll be with the media as well?
2: For the most part, yes. I mean, I think uh, he's not going to be opposed to, you know uh, talking about positive things some positive things happen yeah and no coach is but uh, yeah I I, I think so. I, I think he's especially off the record I think he's going to be really honest about where they're at um, Nebraska needs that I think they need somebody who's going to be to level with fans and and right size expectations uh, Scott Scott didn't do that Scott maybe felt like he couldn't do it I don't know I just so think Scott there's a different really I think
4: uh, just watching from the outside in, I think there's a the word I would use is authenticity. I, I yeah. think it's in the it's I think it's in how it comes off what's being said.
2: Right, right. I think authenticity, but also like tra- a little bit more transparent. I, I get it. Um, I think I again I don't know that Scott felt like he could say, uh, you know, this is a bag of crap and it's going to take years. Uh, he wasn't able to say that. Bill Certainly his athletic director wouldn't let him say it because he was talking about Michigan and Ohio State running for the hills. Matt Rule, I think, will be very honest and so will Trev. And so I think Matt Rule will be like, we don't have the right to talk about doing XYZ until we do ABC. And so I don't think you're going to hear Matt Rule say, you better get us now or, you know, year two it's going to happen. Like, he's going to stick to... His fundamentals on his blueprint, and if it's coming together on his blueprint, he'll trust that the results are going to be what his process says they're going to be. But until the players actually embrace that process, I don't think he's going to lie to us about where they're at.
0: Sam McEwen, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Enjoy the day. Take care. Thanks, Sam. Tons still to talk about, including Omaha Hockey, sweeping the 14th best team in the nation, Nebraska Volleyball advancing, and how about Creighton Soccer? Yeah. How about that? We'll get into all that next on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Whoa. Uh,
5: uh. I try to be everything that I can But sometimes I come out as being nothing I try to be everything that I can But sometimes I come out as being nothing I pray to God that he make me a better man (sighs) Maybe one day I'ma stand for something I'm thanking God that he made you part of the plan I guess I ain't go through all that hell for nothing.
0: We are back. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Shane Schillerberg on the board. And we still have a lot to get to, but I want to bring up our poll question today because I haven't had time to say this just yet. What's the best thing you saw this weekend? Was it Nebraska men's basketball taking down Creighton? Was it Creighton men's soccer? Advancing to the College Cup? Was it Nebraska volleyball getting out of the first and second round? Or was it Omaha hockey sweeping the number 14 team in the nation? You can vote on Twitter That's a at Varsity Radio. That's a tough one. What a great weekend. I mean, I'm not even
4: sure the women's basketball victory wasn't.
0: I, I only had four spots.
4: The, main, the men's. Right? I only had four I spots. Mean, relative to Maryland's prowess. And where they had been, where Nebraska was health wise, you could make that case. But here's the crazy. Honorable thing. mention Nebraska's
0: win over number 29. And, 20, and I'm biased because I love Amy, right? Like that one is. But what a win that was. It's unreal. They won by 23 points. It wasn't That's, like they just won by four. Again,
4: yeah. They I'm, pounded them. Yeah, and they needed that one too.
0: Shelly had 29. 22 in an 11 Rager, yeah. minute span Dude, from Jazz Shelley. Born at 18, six I,
4: boards, four assists. How about how we talked about whether Jazz Shelley would embrace the role of being a bucket getter? Because it's not what she—it's not what n- naturally her game is. But she's—we said she would heat up. And people s- didn't. People
0: yeah. were kind of sleeping because it, on Jazz. That's
4: how she—that's not how she plays. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I mean, she can get buckets. Like she's legit. People forget she was a four-star coming out. And I listen, I. First one to admit it, I know the star system is flawed i'm- it's like no disrespect to all my buddies that do that do work for recruiting websites, but none of them that I know actually do the star rankings. They're not involved in that process, so listen to the to the gas cans and the Schaeffers and the brunts and my man Robin Washut who. Nate Klaus, a lot of these guys who I like, and we're going to R- talk to Robin Washett next. Yeah, I like Robin because he's stealthy. Brian Christopherson, all these guys. Robin is sneaky funny. I, I like 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 subtle one line uh-huh. humor. He Robin may be the I, best. Well, I'm a huge fan of one liners, and, and so, yeah, I know I can tell. I got to be on my A game every time I'm around. You. It's like, eh! but um, there was so mu- there was so much good going on. Um, that I wasn't even bothered by the fact that Carolina can't get out of their own way because I think – I've never been a Hubert Davis guy, so I'm not that, – that's not news for for anybody that, that has ever listened to me. I didn't even get into my Steelers beating the Falcons and actually giving themselves a glimmer of hope to keep Mike Tomlin's streak alive of never finishing under 500. Yesterday was must win just to give themselves a chance the way the schedule shakes out because – Cincinnati doesn't appear like they're wanting to lose anytime soon. No business, in my opinion, beating the Chiefs yesterday. Well, Jamar
0: had a big game, but he's he the, didn't even find the end zone. Dude,
4: he's the dude, though. That, that third down conversion that he made running after the catch was a backbreaker. But the fumble, the missed field goal, I wanted Andy Reid to go for it. The Chiefs were finally running the ball. Like the Chiefs ran the ball for five and a half a carry. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon was heavily and, and involved. And Cincinnati didn't Pacheco really start to control great. that game into the last stages of the fourth quarter, and they got to like thirty-four for one fifty-two or something like that, running the the football. But man, that for me that was more about the Chiefs, and I feel really, really good. And it's not just about our picks. Remember how we ranked the NFL teams? I said I'm going with San Francisco in the right. NFC. I like the Eagles
0: next. Now, Purdy, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, insane. only Mr. Irrelevant, by the way, to have a touchdown. They're so – I love their roster.
4: Now, I don't know if I love my quarterback touchdown. now. How unfortunate is Garoppolo with how his foot broke? That was so gross to look at. All of those Just, sports and injuries. And I, I, mean, and I, and I hate – I get so mad at our guys in practice. To a man – to talk to Christian Jones or some of these guys sometimes, Teddy Rizak. When you bring a guy down and you're high and you drag him down, I lose my mind. As a defensive guy, hey, I want him to the ground. I don't want him brought to the ground like that. It's already hard enough. Don't do that where you use your weight. I watched a, a really good football player, potentially Adam Taylor, break his ankle like that. He was tackled by uh, Josh Banderas in a, in a practice I happened to be watching. And, and I'm just like, ooh. Like every time I see guys get brought down with the weight, something inevitably bad is going to happen. But I say all that to say, It was an amazing, amazing sports weekend here in the city.
0: Well, and speaking of football, how about a football score on the ice? Friday night was more of a football game than a hockey game. 7-6 was the final at Baxter Arena. Omaha hockey ended up getting the sweep the next day. But on Friday night, this is how that game started. Because I was there emceeing, and we made some noise. Don't worry. We, we found a way to, to keep everything hype and lively in that in that uh, arena. But 7-6 was this final. Western Michigan, top-scoring offense in college hockey, go up 3-0 in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes of this game. Gabs put it perfectly. The Mavericks got punched in the mouth right out of the gate. You're coming off a... Fantastic weekend with a win, a shutout win against the defending national champion. And then you come back to your home ice and you allow three goals right out of the gate. Like, what do you expect your fans to buy back in? But the response, I've never seen. And I, I know I've only been in this area for a short time. So uh, it's unfair for me to, to use only a year's worth of hockey to attribute this to. I've never seen this Omaha team, though, respond as quickly as they did in this game. They managed to get two goals in that first period to cut that deficit to one, and this is how the goals happened. Tyler Weiss scores 35 seconds after the Broncos net their third goal. So right as, you know, maybe some Western Michigan fans in the seats are gaining some, some life, some, a lot of life, you know, the air is kind of being sucked out of the arena per se, Weiss gets the Mavericks on the board. No more than a minute and a half later, Nolan Crenzen does a little nifty puck lift into the back of the net. And then the goals just kind of kept coming. And one of my favorite plays that day, what happened in the second period, it was tied at three. It wasn't my man Jacob's first career goal. No, it was Burgie's dazzling finish in front of the net there a puck that gets sent right into the slot and you see Berg kind of with his back turned to the net do a little nifty do with the the stick and it goes right five hole is there anything nice
4: as aesthetically pleasing as good hands oh and man. hockey? and he's a young player too so here let me in your You're in this world, so I'm probably not telling you anything you don't know, except from maybe a time standpoint. Watch that place boom towards January after Christmas when it comes to hockey. Mm -hmm. When When the playoffs are approaching and the fan base really starts to settle in, and people that like hockey, a lot of good conference games will gravitate towards hockey. That they can make Baxter a
0: very, very tough place to play. Now, Western Michigan did their due diligence to come back in this game, and it was, uh, you know, uh, the, the heart was pounding a little bit as you're watching the final two minutes of this hockey game, but Omaha came away with the win and then the sweep the following night. Also to touch on, Creighton Soccer reaching the College Cup, which, I've never seen a team that either I've covered or rooted for mm. go this far. Yeah. And <laughs> people just keep letting Duncan score,
4: right? It's right. like. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? And it's hard on the world stage, right? I get it. It's, it's difficult. But to watch the way and the ease in which he gets goals and is so creative, it's hard to believe the U.S like the thing to get them over the top on the national level is they've never really had like what I would call an elite-level goal scorer. Not even Clint Dempsey? I wouldn't call him elite. Okay. Good, very, very good. I mean, creativity, nifty with the ball, where he's in the open pitch and you're like, uh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, how does Duncan keep doing it? It's insane. It, he's the equivalent it to a insane. bucket getter. He's just like right. a goal scorer. And to watch Johnny, I'm biased because he did a couple of charity events for us. He, we did a celebrity boxing thing for Terrence Crawford's foundation. And between he and Flan. Coach Flannery, (laughs) they were unbelievable in the community with this fundraiser.
0: So I have a softy, I have a soft spot. We didn't even get to Nebraska volleyball, so hopefully we can touch on that here soon, but Robin Washett's next.
1: Huskers are gonna win for the first time in Omaha since Jake Muehlheisen did in 2004 in an NIT game against the Blue Jays, and for the first time in the regular season winning in Omaha for the first time since 1995. Greasel brings it across the timeline. Take that monkey off our backs. The Huskers at the horn, winning this puppy. 10 points, 63 to 53 over Creighton
0: what a win that was for the nebraska corn huskers and to talk about that more is our man robin Washit, the nebraska senior team writer for husker online of the on three sports and you can give him a follow at robin washett robin thanks for joining us this morning how are you
6: I'm doing well. Excited to make my coffee and cream <laughs> debut.
0: Perhaps on the new show, boys. Thank hey, you. Thank
6: you.
4: I, I tried to explain my affinity for you to Andrew, and he looked at me sideways. So I figured, whatever. The more we talk, the, <laughs> more, the more like upside down. The, the more we talk to you, the more he'll get it. So, like, you've seen a ton, and <laughs> you're close to this. I just want to, like, personally, like the level of the or the ability to be able to exhale. Did you actually do that, or were you typical Robin and, like, stayed kind of measured in in the moment and, like, kind of this is my job, Robin? Like, I'm curious when you watched that thing from start to finish how they kind of systematically took them apart.
6: Yeah, you know, I I definitely didn't go full-blown Kent. uh, (laughs) Get that monkey off their back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but, you know, the whole time I'm sure I was a lot like a lot of Nebraska other Nebraska fans out there that was like, all right, well, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? When's Creighton going to figure it out? When's this game going to finally flip? But every time Creighton went on there were um, you know, short little runs, you know, like whether it was a four-point play or a 7-0 run or whatever it may be, Nebraska found an answer, and they did it quickly. Uh, they got defensive stops right away, and they kept the game under control from start to finish, didn't trail at all in the second half. And I'm um, really kind of, I guess, as close to dominating that game as you could you could ask for. Uh, and so it was more just kind of surprise, Like, you know, I, I can't believe they're doing this. Because going in, I gave them zero chance at winning that game. Just given the history of that series, um, given what that game meant for Creighton, coming off that loss at Texas where they shot so poorly, I figured they were going to come out with... Um, something to prove and try to make a statement out there and then hit 15 three-pointers and it was going to be over by the uh, you know first media timeout. But it didn't happen. And Nebraska was the one that was dictating the pace. Um, you know, the play of, of Sam Griesel to, to not get sped up and um, hold Creighton to two fast break points the entire game and zero in the first half. Um, you know, Nebraska's game plan worked to perfection. And obviously they got heroic efforts from – Derek Walker, Sam Greasel, but it was a complete team effort in that regard, to where everybody was doing their role to maximum ability. So it was really, you know, one of those deals where like, just kind of astonished that everything went Nebraska's way and everything that needed to happen for them to win that game happened you know, exactly how they would hope. So yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know if it was a more of a a relief or anything like that. It was more just like, wow, I I can't believe what I just watched.
4: How about getting a 50-50 balls like Vandermill and some of these guys were getting on the floor too, which Mm -hmm. they hadn't really done. I I try to explain this to Andrew. I said there was that stretch from about 6.50 in the second half to about five minutes where I think you finally maybe started to think, okay, this is going to happen, right? Because Creighton got the little pick and, and lob, Nebraska comes down and gets the the, the runner off the glass from Tomanaga. Then Creighton gets the four-point play. Greasel comes down and gets the and one where he slips back door. Creighton comes down and hits a mid-range. Nebraska gets back-to-back baskets from Walker on some putbacks. And I'm thinking that was the chance when I felt like Creighton's crowd was finally trying to get into it, and Nebraska – answered in that little two-minute stretch with some fantastic plays, and you're thinking, wait a minute. This just isn't going to happen for Creighton today, is it? Do you remember that stretch that I'm talking about?
6: Oh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the, the, the greasel answer off that four-point play I thought was pretty Huge. as critical as any, any of them. I mean, just because that was like, you know, that was like, all right, here we go, Creighton's going to start doing Creighton stuff. And, you know, everybody, I think the home crowd was like, all right, finally, now we're going to get rolling here. And then the next trip down court, Sam answers with an and one. And he converts it. Now, that that was a big thing where uh, a lot of times in previous games, they've had those opportunities and they've missed those free throws. When, the, when they can really take control of the game, they leave points on the floor. So that was a critical stretch. Sam Greasel's play kind of highlights that for me, but – I mean, Derek Walker was fantastic all night, and the, the little two-man game right that at Ryan the little two-man game that he played,
4: desk. right? The, like at the yeah. fight, at the five thirty mark, where it was just him and Greasel kind of ISOed and Walker had the little slip, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, that was a crafty move from the big fella." And it's like, and I've been hard, Robin. I've been hard on Derek, right? I'm just like, why would you want to come back for your, your uh, another year and not try to maximize? But apparently he's maybe turning the corner.
6: Yeah, I mean, he's playing by far the best basketball of his career. and That's coming off a season where he set the school single-season record for uh, you know, shooting percentage. So, I mean, like, uh, giving him back was as critical as any off-season roster move uh, that Nebraska could have hoped for. And we've seen it just the difference that he's made from – when he missed the first five games to when he returns, they are a different team with him on the floor. Even against Creighton, you saw it. When he was in the game, Nebraska's offense operated at a completely different level than it did when he had to leave early because of foul trouble when he picked up those two fouls. You know, Fred had talked about after the game how they were just like hoping and praying to get to the media timeout to uh, you know be able to just steal some minutes with Derek on the bench so they could save him for the, as the final stretch. So, Uh, I mean, he's, for any success Nebraska's had over these last few games, Derek Walker is at the forefront Mm. of why it's happening. And for them, you know, whatever they do from here on out, it's going to be on the back of Derek Walker just because he is so critical for everything they do offensively.
0: You guys brought up a ton of good points there, Robin, and we're talking to Robin Washett uh, right now on Hale Varsity Radio Coffee and Cream in the Morning. Robin, this is a big win for this program, obviously, but when it comes to Fred Hoiberg, this is an even bigger win for him. I'm not saying this win completely removes him from the hot seat that he's been on, but it's a big jump uh, with his career at Nebraska. In my opinion, I don't know if you, you can touch on that a little bit in this question too, but I think his ability to game plan shouldn't get overlooked when it comes to taking down Creighton and even taking out the teams that came before him. How does that set up Nebraska when it comes to Big Ten play this week?
6: Well, I mean, that's that's the problem. Like, as great as this win was, now they have to turn around and do it again at Indiana, who was the preseason number one team in the Big Ten. Uh, so, I mean, like, that that's kind of the, the hard part is where you watch a game like yesterday, and you see Nebraska is, this is as good of a team as they've had in a long time. By far, the best team they've had since Fred has been here. But the how grueling this schedule is—it's just—it's just hard to picture that truly being reflected in their final win-loss record. Just because, I mean, of the degree of difficulty, to where you, know, you go to Indiana, and oh by the way, then you got Purdue coming to town right after that, and then oh you got to play Kansas State, who started six and one, uh, and play them down in Kansas City. Like it—it's it's just one thing after another with this schedule, and so you know that's—that's that's a lot to ask for for any program. I think when then all said and done they're going to have like a top three most difficult strength of schedule in the country uh, by the end of the season. And that's, you know, so you got to kind of keep that in mind when you evaluate the job that Fred and the staff have done, you, know, you got to kind of look at it in two different ways. You got to look at what their, their win loss record is. And then you got to look at what the uh, the product looks like on the floor and, you know, what, what they, what the, what the picture looks like, how competitive they are in these games and getting a win against your in-state rival and doing it in that fashion, that is a huge feather in Fred's cap. And one that when you kind of reevaluate the job that he's done, looking back at the end of the year, that's going to be one of the first things you point to as, uh, you know, why he should stay. And so that was a a critical game for Fred in a critical year, um, you know, as far as discussing his future at Nebraska that's the type of game that can go a long way, um, not only to you know, making this season um, more successful than some may have thought, but also kind of helping sell Trev and Nebraska's administration on kind of what his long-term plan is and you know this new identity that they're building. That you know, if you give them a few more years, they're going to continue to recruit to this style and um, you know recruit those types of players that uh, are making this thing work right now. That um, you know that that could maybe buy him a little time to stick around here and and continue to try to build this thing in in this new direction.
4: Robin, you're a super higher level thinker. Let me ask you this to get you out of here. Could a rising tide lift all boats with this administration going forward for Nebraska's sports program finally, do you think?
6: I do think there's something to be said for that. Like, you see it at other programs where when you have, you know, a handful of programs or, you know, competing at a championship level, i do think that that you know there's there's a carryover with with other with other programs and so you know when there's new energy um, you know new excitement with a program like like football at a place like nebraska I, I do think that there's going to be carryover with that um you know it re-energizes the fan base it re-energizes you know people within the building um, you know from from the very top onto the bottom and you know you you pair um, you know the, the the happenings with football with a win like Nebraska has, and actually three straight wins, um, you know, over high-major opponents, you know that you can get some mojo going. And I, I do think that that's something that Nebraska clearly has not had in a long, long time, to where their men's athletics have been the butt of a lot of jokes for far too long. And now, you know, there's there's a little bit of optimism, there's a little bit of reason for excitement, and maybe that can kind of get get the the snowball rolling down the mountain a little bit, and um, you know. Give Nebraska an edge that they haven't had in far too long.
0: Robin, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining the show. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Robin. Sounds good, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's it for Coffee and Cream this morning here on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency.